Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Today we have with us the owner and director of emergency management with Safety Trainers. Now, last week we talked about the overall outlook of workplace safety and the new recommendations and regulations. So with COVID-19 on the scene, there's so much more to cover. And today we are going to be talking about what personal protective equipment, or if you hear the word PPE floating around, you will need to safely bring workers back to work. Please welcome back Darcy Cook to our show. Thanks, Denise. I'm glad I'm here. And thanks for all of you for tuning in. No problem. So, Darcy, I, I wanted to start off today just by, um, you know, asking you to kind of weigh in on PPE. I mean, I, I see people, you know, walking on the street, walking their dogs with masks. I see people driving in their car with masks. I see some people without masks. So, you know, it's kind of a different situation here. Yeah, so this is for us, the entire country, this is the first time everyone is wearing PPE, personal protective pieces of equipment. And we're wearing them at work and we are wearing them at home um, during our personal lives um, because we're all in a situation and in a situation or circumstance that we're going to be talking about directly related to PPE today is the pandemic COVID-19 and how we need to change the way we are doing business, business with each other in terms of employees and coworkers. And then of course your patrons and your visitors and guests in association with that, the general public and how we're going to all stay interact and interact safely. And PPE is a very hot topic right now. Absolutely. So, you know, unless you're in say healthcare or have worked with some kind of equipment where you need to protect yourself with respirators or gloves or other things against chemicals. There's a lot of companies out there that have never, ever had to use PPE. So what's required now that we're starting people back to work? And what do people, what do business owners need to know? Yeah, so I'd love business owners to take a step back because basically right now we've just been following what everyone else is doing and kind of just doing whatever the CDC has been telling us to do. But owners of companies have a bigger responsibility. Um, And so whether it's the owner of the company or the executive team that's carrying out on behalf of the owners of a company, right? Um, We have to understand that we are governed and regulated by many different agencies. EPA, FDA, OSHA, DPH. Now we're talking about the state. We've got um, the advisory boards for your states, like getting people back to work, their recommendations. We've got the CDC. We've got the World Health Organization. So we've been kind of just putting out fires in our businesses and just trying to keep up and follow what everyone else is doing. But now we need to stop. And so the only organization, federal law, that governs the safety and health of employees, so we're going to be talking about the workplace, is OSHA. And OSHA, I mean, 
they have guidelines and they have directives and they have books that are this thick that we all should be following along. But this pandemic, COVID-19, is slightly different. You cannot turn to a page in OSHA's book and read about what to do in a pandemic and follow a specific set of laws, rules, guidelines around it. So it is a little bit of uncharted water. But our foundation for our conversation is going to be around OSHA's personal protective equipment standard and how companies need to be responding. The first thing is we need to look at what's called the hierarchy of controls. We've been putting PPE on, but there are other things as a company that we have to do above and beyond just handing our employees masks. So this upside down triangle that you can Google search hierarchy of controls has five levels in it. I personally add a sixth level in it because of what we're dealing with the COVID in terms of COVID-19. And these levels are, are what we are expected as business owners to go through. And the bottom one, the last line of defense against COVID-19 is putting people in face shields and masks and, you know, the hand-washing concept. So I think the first thing that we need to start a conversation today is about this hierarchy of controls and what these five Darcy's six levels actually mean. So I know you mentioned on the last podcast, the hierarchy of controls, and you went into that just a little bit. Could you go into that in more detail and using the COVID-19 situation as an example of, you know, how this applies? Yeah. So let's say OSHA wants you to identify hazards and risks to your employees when you are trying to provide a healthy and safe environment. That risk right now, that exposure is COVID-19. So if we stuck that at the top of our hazard assessment form, COVID-19, and we say, okay, how does this apply to all of our employees? We say, can we eliminate it? And the first thing we did is send a lot of people home, right? We shut down our businesses for some of us, and we eliminated the risk of you catching COVID-19 in my building as my employee because I sent you all away. Well, we can't operate like that. So we brought everyone back. And so now the next level is called substitution. How many people do I have to have in my building? How many people can I have working from home remotely? Can I outsource things? Because if I'm keeping people away from people, then I'm decreasing the likelihood of exposure of COVID-19. In the next levels, this is where the engineering controls come into place, administrative controls. Engineering is your redesign, how you enter your building, how you exit your building, how many seats you have in your conference rooms, how many people you allow in your break room, blocking off every other urinal so no one's standing shoulder to shoulder in the urinals. These are all the engineering changes that you're making. And then the administrative controls are the rules. We don't handshake anymore. How often we have to wash our hands before, after emptying the building. Um, we don't travel maybe. Uh, so the rules. I added that sixth level between engineering and administration as warnings. And in our other podcast, we'll be talking about that. That's the posting, posters, information, directional signage. And then, of course, the last one. And that's where we are today. We're skipping all the other ones and getting to the bottom ones because people are so confused right now about what to do is PPE. And when you get to the PPE section, we have to say, what's the hazard? What are we trying to prevent? And what is the right PPE for the job? Now, all your departments right now are wearing masks or face shields or coverings of some sort. Um, but there are other PPE that might not apply to some of your departments. And so that's kind of what I want to break down today is 
The employers have responsibilities around PPE, and so don't the, did I say employer? The employer has rules they have to follow, and the employee has responsibilities that they must also follow. Absolutely. So as I understand the hierarchy of control, you put eliminate, I had to write them down to remember, elimination, substitution, the engineering and administrative, yours, you put in an additional one, and that was the uh, warnings, and then PPE. So I know we're going to be talking about some of these other items. I know we're going to talk about signage, administration, documentation on, um, on a couple of other podcasts that we'll be doing, but the PPE it seems to be the most confusing. So, and rest. You choose. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So the first thing, exactly that. How do I choose? So if we're going to just talk about COVID nineteen, I think the easiest thing for is you don't really have to walk around to figure it out. It's obvious. We've got to be wearing eye protection. We've got to be wearing some form of a face covering, and um, in some cases, based on. If you had laundry services or you're working with directly in the healthcare world, you might have to have a gown. You might have to add an extra layer, which is actually a face shield. There are some jobs, and this is to be determined, as everyone goes back to work and starts wearing face coverings, based on the jobs that they're doing, the face coverings or the eye protection that they're wearing might pose a new hazard. So as a business owner, even though to protect you against COVID-19, I need to put this on you, in doing so, the job that you're doing, I might have just created another risk or another hazard for you. So that's where that hierarchy controls comes into place. So once we've looked at the jobs that each of us are doing, and we put the basics, you know, PPE on us, we have to make sure, again, number one, are we creating another hazard? And is there another way? That's why we're seeing face shields also coming into play in the workplace now. We're seeing some cases where the face shield and eye protection are layered, face shield and mask is layered, Um, again, depending on your exposure. If you guys have got great ventilation and great circulation and you're keeping six feet apart and you've got really good hand washing and nobody has to touch the same object multiple times, then the risk of COVID-19 in your building is less than in mine. And therefore, you can make some adjustments to that PPE within your building. So choosing the right PPE, here's my concern right now. We are in a supply chain shortage and you guys didn't have relationships with supply chains buying this stuff before. So we have to be careful about scams, about false advertising, about what these PPE can and can't do. So you've got to first find a trusted partner, a trusted resource of where you're going to be getting your PPE from and knowing that the PPE is going to do what it says it does in the box. Let me just give you a quick consumer warning. If you buy a PPE off of a website that's got OSHA approved all over it, run, run, run. Click (laughs) off of that immediately. First of all, OSHA does not approve anything when it comes to PPE, those standard organizations that you want to know, how do you know that if you shot a nail gun at my, you know, eye protection, it wasn't going to shatter and the nail was going to get stopped. How do you know if you take a sledgehammer to my boots that the hot, you know, the hot dog inside the boot isn't going to come out exploded and destroyed? Who's actually testing, taking a watermelon and putting a hard hat on it and smashing it and seeing that the watermelon doesn't explode? Who's doing that? ANSI, A-N-S-I, and NIOSH, N-I-O-S-H. Those are the organizations that you want to look for their stamp of approval when you are purchasing and buying. Challenge is, ANSI and NIOSH PPE is at 
scarce. It's limited. Again, you've got to find that trusted source. And you need to either work with a safety consultant or do the research yourself. There have been other um, PPE that's been approved temporarily, interim, while we are in crisis by some of our regulatory agencies that will allow you to bring things in like a KN95 respirator, which we'll talk about shortly. But they are allowing some variations, just like they're allowing face coverings and bandanas and yetis in addition to a dust mask or a surgical mask, right? So um, those are the things that we want to start off looking at. Good partnerships, let's make sure we're getting what we need. If you needed to buy gloves for burns, you need to make sure the gloves are going to not cause burns. If you need gloves for not slicing open your hand, we've got to make sure the material that's made out of it is going to slice open your hand. So be a smart consumer. That's number one. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, absolutely great advice because I think in general, businesses that have not had to deal with PPE for their for their employees would not know that the ANSI and NIOSH designation are the approvers versus OSHA because, you know, our familiarity as a general business owner that doesn't do a lot with OSHA goes, oh, OK, OSHA, that's great. So this that's that's key. Um, now, you did talk a little bit about some, you know, substitutions and I, I know some business owners are, are asking, you know, what can they substitute if they can't get the N95 or the mask? Yeah. So here's, here's what um, our regulators uh, and our legislation is asking. First of all, if your company or business does not need N95 respirators. So let's be clear. An N95 is an actual respirator. It is not a dust mask. It's not a face covering. You have to follow a very strict set of rules when using an N95. And we're asking that you, if you, unless you're in direct healthcare um, or in the funeral services industry or emergency management, that you leave these N95s for the, what we're calling our frontline defense individuals. Um, and we, the rest of us, it's about containing our spit. It's containing our sneeze, our cough. We're just trying to make sure that when you cough and you sneeze, and if you get excited like me talking and you start spitting all over the place, that it's not landing on contact surfaces, the same surfaces that you and I are going to touch. Also, you know, um, you don't want me coughing into the air and you walking into it and inhaling it. So our eyes, our nose, and our mouth, and our hands are the entry points or the or what we're trying to protect keeping this COVID Contact. out mm-hmm. of our space. So each company, business, you listening, all of your industries, what you have to decide is what is what can you get access to and what are you going to let? We all have to wear some form of a face covering. So um, you can actually Google search up and they'll tell you different materials that have different values of filters and particles. I mean, at the end of the day, you're either going to get a surgical mask, you're going to get a dust mask or have everyone wear cloth masks. But, but please know that under the PPE rules, whatever the PPE is that you choose, you now need to teach and train your employees in the following. This is really big. Okay, you guys ready? So whatever you've chosen, number one, you need to tell me what it is, what are the limitations of it, what does it or doesn't it protect me from. You have to teach me, physically show me how to put one of these things on, these face masks on correctly, eye protection on correctly. Not only have to tell me how to put it on correctly, you have to show me how to take it off correctly. Because if we're putting it on to protect us against contaminants, 
and you go to take it off and you're touching everything with it, then you're probably contaminating yourself after having worn it all day long. So we need to learn how to put it on. We need to learn how to take it off. We have to teach our employees that. We have to teach our employees how to store it if it's reusable. We have to teach them how to clean it if, again, it's reusable. If it's disposable, we have to throw it away. Now, there are some leniences in disposable items. So the masks um, can be reused right now in certain circumstances. But as a company, we have to say if it's ripped, it's torn, it doesn't stay on, it's not secured. If it's soiled, it's wet. If you're coughing, if you're sneezing in it, we have to list all this criteria of when you have to get a new disposable or replace it, or you just replace it every time you come into work. So we have to teach how to store it, clean it, and, and then I have to tell you the process of how you get new PPE. The rules the, that I'm gonna make in my company are gonna be different if I'm giving you a disposable mask versus giving you a cloth mask. Because I'm gonna tell you the cloth mask, if it was my business, we're alternating them. We're cleaning them and washing them every single day, right? We're, take, we're putting them on when we come in a building, taking off when we come out um, versus the disposable, which I'm going to give you a new one every single day. But during the course of your day, they get soiled, ripped, torn. You need to come get a new one. Absolutely. And um, not quite PPE, but I, I've heard a lot of businesses talk about infrared scanners, thermometers, checking temperatures. How does that fit in there? Yeah, so there's a CDC recommendation right now. Now, uh, I don't know if that is going to be continued. I don't know if that's going to continue to be allowed um, as in terms of checking temperatures and determining who gets to go home and stay based on a temperature check. However, for right now, it is part of what we're, we are adopting as a best practice during this COVID time, right, during this pandemic. And so what we're finding is a lot of companies are actually testing their employees outside the building before you even get in. Because if I let you in the building and you have a 100.4 temperature and now I've allowed you in, have you talked, you know, talked, coughed, touched? Like, so the whole thing is this stuff is typically happening outside of a building. Some companies are asking their employees to self-monitor. So as part of their come to work sick policy, their new revisions, they're saying, Darcy, I need you to check your temperature at home. I need you to, to call us if it's above this point um, and not even come onto the property. Come onto the property, right? And we'll check you again before you come through the door. But, um, you know, they're using this as a gauge around who can or can't come into their building. It's also probably pretty smart um, for your vendors, visitors, if you're letting your suppliers, if you're letting any of those individuals come into your building. We'll talk about bathroom use and all that stuff later on. But you're letting them come into the building. you got to set us set up a set of rules around PPE for all those people that you're walking through the door. If all your employees have to be in masks. Don't you need your delivery people to be in one when they come through the door? Don't you need your visitors and guests? What about the guy who's doing waste management? What, you know, your third-party cleaning company? Like, whatever you're setting up for rules, you should be setting those rules up across the board for all interaction. Because remember, the goal is if I'm a visitor and guest and you aren't putting the same responsibilities on me, I can be coughing, spitting, and drooling all over your building, and now your employees touch it or breathe it in, and ultimately there's your exposure. So we've got to all be doing the same thing the same way. And this rolls perfectly into what we'll be talking about next week. So next week we are talking about the signage and documentation in the workplace and all of these things that you mentioned about, you know, vendors and checking outside the building and how they document and how they train their employees, um, as well as how they're listing it 
those are things that we're going to be talking about. And I know that you're going to give actionable steps for our listeners so that they can put all of those things in place. So Darcy, I really appreciate it. Tell our um, listeners how they can find you. Yeah, so you can get a hold of us at safetytrainers.com. That's our website. You can always call our office, but that's the easiest place to start to get information and connect with us. Uh, You'll actually see my personal email as well. Um, So thank you, Denise. Two quick closing comments for those of you who are listening. Number one is you're going to have to post signs all over about wearing masks. No, sir, you know, no shoes, no service, no, you know, no mask, no shoes, no service. Right. So um, the other thing too is, is the N95 respirator. We didn't have time to get into it today, but you need to look up. If you're going to put your people in N95 respirators, you need to understand the respiratory protection program under OSHA. You have to medically clear your employees. You have to fifth test your employees. And there are a lot of regulations around it. It's why I'm telling you, if you are not a healthcare provider, stay away from the N95s, do your homework behind that. You've got to do your due diligence and know what, what, you're, what you're expected to do from a regulatory standpoint. That's also important to know. Uh, You've given us so much to think about today. I I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, everyone. Be safe, stay well, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.